0: welcome back to egoland my name is Ethan my name is Yasin egoland is a platform where we release arts in the form of podcasts documentaries and other mediums yet to come as we go along the goal is to create a discussion around creative sustainability entrepreneurship and lifestyle design you are listening to ego radio which is a weekly podcast featuring creators and entrepreneurs from Toronto. Our first season will be released every Tuesday evening, and today we get into a great conversation with Connor Dunner, co-founder of Outline, a team that's best known for hosting their event series, Volume. They bring out musicians and visual artists of all kinds. We also touch on travel, how he grew up in Cuba and Thailand, and the importance of education as an artist. Let's get into it.
1: Green's personally been like one of my favorite colors, but I don't have like a favorite color you don't want to discriminate no it's not about <laughs> discrimination man it's like it's they, they they fit your life they f- colors fit around your life in like your different moods right so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's fine like but i do find there are certain colors that i kind of like you you have a home at and like orange was, was a big one for me for a long time what was so, the experience <laughs> behind orange i like the sun and, I, and when i was a little kid i lived in uh, like two tribal countries so when I was living there, like, I guess I it's like, had appreciation for it being sunny all the time. Like, that's, it was great. Cuba? Yeah, yeah. Like, it has big rains, and the sun comes right back out. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. that's it.
2: So, um... How long did you say you were living in Cuba for? Because you said you lived in, was it Cuba and Thailand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuba and Thailand. How long yeah. were you living there for again?
1: Um, moved to Thailand in 98, came back in 2000, well, came to Cuba then 2001 to 2003. So, like, five years total, about, and, um, I was, like, three, two... Three to eight yeah so, so. Your,
0: your childhood you you didn't spend that in canada you really spent that
1: oh there's so many good memories. yeah <laughs> so many stupid stories because i went back and back like I, I we left in 2003 but we went back like almost like every other year until 2016. sick so only like six times so that's pretty much your second
2: home or third home
1: uh, it was like a vacation like we had, we had it, it's almost like we have family there it's like how yeah. it feels you know what i mean like like, like, like we, we went there for two years but because like, my mom actually got married there oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah, but then they got the horse like shortly after man's kind of adapt to uh to canada he's like no nah, that can't do it. he also had kids there and like mm-hmm. that was like a tough thing like a two-year-old kid so i still fucks with rodolfo everyone loves rodolfo still <laughs> anyway um enough of my fa- family talk the um, the thing with with cuba is like it was very centered around like the one family that lived there mm-hmm. because we would always go back and like stay with them pretty much and they moved so i haven't been back since they left Mm-hmm. And they actually left in a really crazy way. The, um, there's a, like, their dad wrote a book about his experience, but he got locked up in Cuba for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, like, like completely false charges. Wow. And like, Is he still start, locked up? Do you know? No, no, he's, he's out. He's been out. He wrote a book about it. Oh. Okay. Books out a book about, about his published. experience in jail? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's wild. I have to get that from my grandfather. He was reading it last time I sent it. I was like, you will send it to me after. It's, like, my turn.
0: But how do you feel, like, really, like, living in a place, like, shaped you? being a child and
1: whatnot. I think it's opened my brain up. I, th- I think, like, there's a lot to be said about what my experience was there, but it was my experience coming back that I think was, like, the most the most influential, like... And it was a time... I remember it being a really tough time for me. Like, I went, I went to one school because we were living like, with my grandparents so, for quick, a bit. Before yeah. you get
0: into it, just give us, like, a timeline of, like, what, what your so, life was like.
1: 2003, like, moving back to Canada.
0: Like, so... From Cuba. So you were... Eight. Were you in Bangkok first or Cuba first? Bangkok. Like, okay. So yeah. just like give us like a quick time okay, so, like okay. Bangkok, Cuba.
1: Born 95. To- 98, go to Thailand. 01, go to Cuba. 03, come back to Canada. Oh, staying like with my grandparents while we're looking for like a a house. Yeah. And um, then I just went, like, I went to like the school near, nearby there. And like coming back, I was just through like this, this transitional time where like I had i was just i don't know if i was, if I was acting out or if i was, I was just like not having so see the thing is my, 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 I, I wasn't connecting with like how the school worked mm-hmm. like i really was like fighting every rule like and i didn't mean to like i said some dumb i did some dumb shit <laughs> i was suspended for like um telling the principal that i was gonna blow up the school <laughs> with only him in it <laughs> i was like yo wait, wait so i'm gonna wait until you're the last person left and I'm going to blow the school <laughs> up and I was just like my god man yeah I was, like eight-year-old. I, was I was I was awesome shit but like my, of, my teacher was also a bit of a like a bit of a shithead yeah. she like took my my one test like I, I I wasn't paying attention when she gave the instructions so I didn't do this one like booklet properly yeah, yeah it, it was, was like some kind of math book or whatever sure, sure. like I answered the wrong questions there was like a, a lot of questions we had to do and she ripped it up in front of my face and threw it <laughs> in the garbage and she like called attention to the class to be like yo don't be like this guy i was like like, so there's enough so i had three months of that and then i ended up cutting that's what you
0: want to experience as a child trying to yeah but i don't know
1: was i bringing it upon myself like i have no idea i can't remember that much i remember like but that was the the time coming back getting like getting um immersed into the school system in canada because in in cuba it was mad different Mm -hmm. It it was a private school still but honestly my mom was a teacher there so whenever i just like I actually caused a lot of shit there, too. Like, I was a, I was a, really, I was a really big shit, but my mom worked, worked at the school, so it was like, kind of, like, allowed, and I wasn't, like, <laughs> I wasn't used to that. So I had to get, like, I, I, I guess, like, the hammer came down. Because I, I, when I was in grade one and two, I would just leave my classroom and go to my mom's classroom. Oh, shit. Like, 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 like a, most of the people who were, like, like, at school, I hung out with a lot of, like, her, like her students, because I was, like, six, seven, and her students were, like, ten. Okay, you know, so, so like, you're like with the big kids, yeah, well, no, they, they, they 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 spoke, spoke with me because they, like they love my mom. So they yeah, like like, like yeah, she yeah. had like the her has always like loved her to death. Like she's always been like a really well received teacher, and um, I would also like completely distract their classroom because i would just walk <laughs> into the so, so, so whatever my mom's trying to teach, yeah. it's like oh yo Connor's at the door, okay yo we'll come in come in, and then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden like fifteen minutes goes away yeah, as my mom, my mom has so to here. like. Take get me back over to my original classroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I I think I think that there there was a component yeah, there as well. Like it was kind of like a trade-off, you know? Mm-hmm. You fuck with this little kid and uh and you get to have like 15 minutes off. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I I but but I really feel like getting back in the Canadian system, you don't have that kind of freedom. Like I would I would try to so just leave class and I would get in that, trouble all the time.
0: It's it's really interesting that you bring up how you were kind of like a troublemaker as a kid. Yeah. Because I remember, um, actually, if you could tell the story, that'd be great. You were, you were telling me about, like, why you decided to name line Outerline.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was basically just off of, like, I didn't want to go through the path that, like, everyone was telling me to. Like, guidance counselor, mom, grandparents, like, all the people in my life who were, like, supposed to have, like, my advice, right? Be my advisors. All saying one thing, but I knew I wanted, I, I had planned in high school to stay for for extra year always like until and initially it was sports related but as i like i, like, I kind of like kept that idea even when i stopped playing sports and uh, i was going to do it just to work because universities sh- is very expensive and uh and also like work on something like start building um just an event, investment pretty much a project i knew i wanted to have my own business yeah my whole life like from when i was in cuba like i i think that that was always the plan oh honestly since age of three yeah, I have a funny. That's actually a good story. I want to digress because, cause, um, it's weird. I I I feel kind of weird talking about myself so much. <laughs> but I, I, I but I, I, I guess that's kind of like the point. I guess that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, but when I was three, I didn't understand when I was living in Bangkok, like why people were begging exactly. And I learned one day because my mom came home and I was outside on the street with a KFC cup, with a like like just like holding it, and I'm this little like little blonde boy, in like my private school uniform. But my process was like, she, she, she came, she came up, she's like, what are you doing? Why are you outside? And what are you doing? She's like, I was, I was like, I'm asking for money. like, <laughs> she's like, why are you asking for money? We have money. And I was like, I don't have any money. <laughs> you have money. And then like, it's, 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 from there. Like she like, under she obviously got me to understand what, what was up. Yeah. But, um, from that point, like that's when that, that, that's the earliest story that I have is of, of me trying to like hustle. And from there, like, I, I think, I don't know how many things I sold in high school. Yeah. Soccer jerseys, cigars, uh, like, like. <laughs> Concessions, yeah. Just like I, I really fucked the hustler kid on recess. You were like, you were like oh, oh, you were like, the hustler kid. I, 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 I fucked with that jacket. guy. Yeah, no, 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 I had, a, I had my backpack. Yo, I emptied out in grade nine. I emptied all my books. I didn't take any notes and anything. Just to fill my backpack with shit to sell.
2: That's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, people try to hustle me though. It's bad. This so one guy was selling G shocks out of his backpack, and he tried oh, to like boy, steal my man. backpack. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, we're the same. <laughs> like like we're peers bro what are, like why, why why are you being like this like i'm not oh, i'm man. not even your competition like silly shit but anyway um the original question without a line is like i knew i wanted to do my own entrepreneurial endeavor my whole life like i just i, I like getting my money by myself and um i wanted to do something like fun and so i, I knew that was gonna be something i had to like develop for a long time but then i like i went to school right away like started university i was like 17 going on 18. I was just like, I was going to be done by 21. Okay. I could, and everyone's like, yo, you can do that at 21, 21. You can start rolling with it. And then by like 19, I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, I got to <laughs> do it right now. Cause this, this, this sucks. And like, it's not going anywhere. Whereas my time for like, my, my, my time of inspiration, like I, I'm so I'm young right now. I'd rather try it like i put myself to the limit now So,
0: like what situation were you in when you were 19 were you in university at that point yeah
1: yeah, i was in second year business school i hated it business school's boring as fuck it was good like it's a good test but i just felt like um i was being taught like corporate business maybe i should have gone to entrepreneurship instead of like finance that's probably maybe i would have like liked entrepreneurship a little bit more but um
2: your mentality was pretty much like, I want to apply myself right now
1: Well yeah, it's like why take entrepreneurship when you can just be an entrepreneur yeah, yeah. like why go to university like you have enough resources, that money can be going towards putting it into your business yeah. and you can learn most of the stuff online yeah and if and like the coaching aspect really really important of it in university because they get like real like entrepreneurs to like be professors and that's a lot of people will do and they've had their endeavors, but like you can seek that out on your own too. Mm -hmm. In this day and age, you can just DM people.
0: Send an email to someone like, "Yo, you can find your own mentors.
1: mentors. You don't need to go to university. And and those, those, those professors. Like, if you can build a relationship with your professor, sick. Like, good for you. But there's like, competition. There's people who are going to be going to like kind of have that spot. You know, like. And it's also like, if 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 the professor doesn't do anything that um. That you can relate to and they can't relate to what you're trying to do with your business it doesn't really do much you know what i mean whereas you can go right in your field outside of school and it's like okay like this is what i'm doing i know this is what you've done see like the there's the similarities like I've, I've i've learned a lot from what you've done trying to implement it in why i do in my own way whatever and people were very responsive to that you know? so it's like i don't see why going to school for yeah i think like a sense. great example
0: of that is a friend of mine um, ethan eugen He's doing some great stuff with a, a brand called LPHS. Yeah. Right. I'm sure... I'm I not, I'm, Yeah, you you know about it. Know. It's uh, they're, doing, they're doing
1: great and stuff. I met him at Volume 5. Oh, okay. No way. Okay, okay.
2: During the summer, yeah? Yeah.
1: I had No, it was uh, March. March. Yeah. I had to... Uh, maybe maybe it was Volume 6. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know the bartender was trying to kick a bunch of people out, and he was
2: one of the people. Hey,
1: so, Sorry. I'm, I was, like, conscious about that. <laughs> I, I just talk so freely about everything, and I don't, like... I really... <sighs> I don't
2: know. That's a great trait to have, though. Mm-hmm. I don't have so, a of a filter. <laughs> I
0: feel like one of the. I was talking to one of my coworkers actually, and she was like, she said something, something ridiculous, and she's like, oh, sorry, I don't have a filter. And I was like, no, no, that's that's fantastic. You should, I I feel like we shouldn't talk with filters because, the more you can trust yourself, you'll know like, like, you'll know what you should and shouldn't say, and if you do slip up, it's it's never like the end of the world, you know. And it's I feel like it's so much better to be able to live freely and like not have to. Second guess yourself, you know. Yeah. Like that's a beautiful.
2: Yeah, point. but there are some cases where you gotta read the like who <laughs> you're around. <laughs> well, because like, being I'm on just air, learning that like, uh, depending on who you're around, some people it's it's like, it's just better not to be completely honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like, some truth is tough sometimes. You know. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah. But back to back to what I was saying. Ethan. Um, yeah. So Ethan, Ethan Nugent, Nugent. he's he's Nugent. making waves. He's he's being an entrepreneur. You know, he's. He's starting a, a business. It, it is a business, really. What it what it is, um, but so it's not. That's wh- not the that's not the main objective.
1: What's the structure of uh, Love People Hate Society?
0: It's basically it's a, it's an event. They're they're throwing events.
1: Yeah, next one's in March or February. Yeah, next I was talking one's to in Ethan about March it. March or February,
0: yeah. and it's kind of focused. From what I understand, it's focused on fashion. Like that's what it's about. Like it's, it was never started as a Good. business. That's sick. It's, it's, needs more of that. It's just like it's a it's a it's more of like a movement where he's trying to push a message, and the message is love people, hate society. You know, like follow your forge your own path. Don't just like fall in line with what everyone else is doing.
1: That's a fire name. Yeah, I I,
0: I, I love the. I, I love need the a T-shirt message.
1: with the, with that on it.
0: Yo, talk to him. He'll look like, you <laughs> up.
1: Yeah, I guess he has those, yeah, because of the show. I, I wasn't there, I, I wish I came. I'm cheese. I'm, I was working. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but what I, what I was trying to get at is that, so he, he, he talked to his professors yeah. about what he was doing, and he's like, I think he talked to his marketing professor because, you know, he had to market the event. There's a lot of stuff that went into that. And he was like, and I think one other professor, I don't know which one, but he was like, yo, I'd love to have you come out to the event. Uh, You've taught me a lot. Uh, Some of it's helped with the event, some of it hasn't. But either ways, I'd love to have you, like, come through and, like, be a part of what I'm, what I'm doing because this is what he's, like, his real passion, what he's putting his like time and energy into, and like they just they didn't show up, which is like, all right, whatever. I'm sure everyone's like living, like doing their own thing, but it kind of like, kind of like shows like to support kind of what you're saying, which is that you can find your own mentors and you can rely on the university, and you can't, you can't really rely on a program that has like hundreds of thousands of, like of students like going through it, you know.
1: Yeah, I also find it's pretty really rare to find a professor that's still doing what they what they what they're teaching. Like that's why my favorite professors are always the ones that are like part time yeah. and yeah. they're actually doing what they're doing. The one finance guy that I have was like, he was out of Toronto six days a week. He'd only be back in Toronto for the one day and he was on different flights all over the country and Sick the U S and Europe. Sick. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like so he was doing the most. <laughs> yeah. Like he, well he works for like, he works for a company that owns, I don't know. It's like, like billions of dollars of assets. Yeah. Like he's, 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 he does his thing, he's in sales, so he's selling, anyway, I don't know exactly what he does, I just know he really knows his shit, because, uh. But out tell me, tell yeah, me a little getting, more about. Getting yeah, getting back yeah, to yeah, that, well, yeah. I mean, the, outline the name came from me not wanting to go down the path that everyone wanted me to, because like, it is, it just didn't, it didn't feel natural, and, uh. Then I knew I wanted to drop out of school. Not I was going on a break, is what I told everybody. But like, I had no intention of going back if I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I also was like really didn't like the school I was going to, which I think was a big factor. And I didn't like not being in Toronto. Yeah. That was a big thing. I knew I wanted to be in Toronto. And uh, out of line has has been something like I I've been working on something in this area, um, in this like realm for. A while like since like 17 and with all different people and a lot of them just like like again you fail 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 and they build up to be by realm like do success. you mean like collective um, yeah like, like collective art. putting people on and everything i don't know so it's really like it's like, it like a collective of people doing something in the arts okay like and and and, and put and it was also it was always about put my my thing has always been about pushing the arts like
2: and most people pushing those artists as well um but that was phase one after um it was just going through the process and uh now you're in Toronto so well i would like, lined started uh, back, back home so really yeah 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 right like the the drop was
1: I, I was at home like the the whole promo video was shot like in kitchener waterloo oh no way okay yeah yeah it was whack um, <laughs> it was whack <laughs> no, it was fire. tell me so.
0: tell me about growing up in kitchener waterloo what was that like
1: Showman. chill man um
0: Actually, my bad. Before you even get into Outline. that, the thing that uh, I really wanted you to get at with Outline that you mentioned to me, I just thought it was beautiful how okay, you
1: said yeah, it. I, we, 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 we've been talking a lot about everything except for that. Except for that. <laughs> uh, it's, which is I, cool. That's how conversation I, I'm gonna goes. i just get to it. So it's kind of
0: yeah. like, you were, you're saying how you were, you were at, was it Laurier? Yeah, Laurier. Yeah. So you were at Laurier, you were in your business program, yeah. you had a co-op, you were in the best situation you could have possibly been in education and you, you, you were in line you were in line to enter the workforce yeah, and exactly you were, you were perfectly in line to do what everyone was telling you you should do and you were like fuck this shit i want to get out of line and do what i want to do and that's kind of
1: said great. it better than me yeah exactly <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it was like it, it, it was that that feeling of being and i i actually visualized it as like being in a line and um maybe i was just going through some like dark shit but i had i saw like the line and it was like just all the students that i'm with just walking off a cliff. I was, like, I was like, like, we're walking into the the abyss. Like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I don't want that nine to five shit. Like people are just zombies. I just felt like we were all going to be like, like walking in line. I go to go be yeah. zombies. I can't, that was just where I was at right now. Right, right then. I don't have that same perspective now, but I remember, I remember distinctly like that was my, how I visualized it. And I wanted to get out of that line. I was like, uh-uh, I'm leaving. I'm going home. <laughs> Fuck all this shit. Um, it was just weird. Like people were making weird sacrifices. Like people who I knew were making weird sacrifices for like their, um, their career, like their career, prospective career, like mm-hmm. in, just in school. Like it was also like just the energy. I don't know. It, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good situation. I'm glad, I'm glad I got out. I think, I think Lori had a lot to do with it. It's just like, just whack, mm. just whack. It was so boring. Like culturally, cause I, 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 I like, um, a lot. Like I like diversity of culture as why Toronto's like, such a great solution to, to, to Waterloo. But like at Laurie specifically, like the culture is just like hockey and like country music and <laughs> arts and like like the amount of times that my, my phone got unplugged at like my own function to play country music and I'm trying to like listen to some hip hop R&B like oh, anything honestly anything Christ. but country ABC anything but country I'm good like I don't want any, I don't I listen I to any other music I don't
0: believe you no it's like who listens to country
1: music a lot of people man oh my wow. are you kidding me we're in Canada man uh, you're, you're, you gotta remember I guess
0: I'm okay. so like isolated in like not that culture, you yeah.
1: And in, in the rural areas, <laughs> that's what they, that's what they do. God all of them. them. All you also them. were saying you were like Not a big hip
2: hop head growing up. Yeah. So that I guess because you were surrounded by a lot of like country music and hockey and stuff like that, where you, well, saying um, from your trips, you were your mind was like more opened and you were just more into different cultures. Yeah, we say baby. that that like isolation, kind of also supported the reason why you really wanted to just get out of line and do something else
1: yeah 100% well I mean it wasn't even just like do something else. I feel like I always wanted to do that no matter where I was going to be but it was like do something else not here mm-hmm. <laughs> like get out of this and see how like being influenced by a different um a different setting would do you know mm-hmm. and Toronto has influenced me a lot like it's uh and I think is it was remotely when I was there 'Cause I was just I was just paying attention to everything that was going on here. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, getting back to the, the thing with our line, you said it way way better than I than I <laughs> I could say it. I just I'm remembered glad I, what you told yeah, me. Yeah, see I I didn't know exactly what what I'd said before, yeah, but that sounded yeah. that sounded proper. That's pretty much what it was. I I, I I'm really glad um, cause I, I again going back to the hip hop influence, you you have like so many different collectives. And I I just love like the branding for like, like, like Rockefeller. Like I thought that was, I I think Jay-Z, like Jay-Z is one of my my, my favorite, um, I don't know, my favorite entertainers. Like just like people, artists, like he's, he, everything. Like he, he, he's, he's top of the list on so many things. Businessman, man, like crazy. Um, Tyler's on that, like on that same wave, you know, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I don't know about Kanye West's uh, <laughs> business practices. It's like saying, we're talking about going $50 million in debt. And I was like, wow, damn, just in the song, like it's nothing. I was like, that's insane. Like $10,000 feels like a lot of money right now. <laughs> but yeah, who do you guys, uh, who do you guys look at like for inspiration as far as like life structure, like what they do in their life? Cool. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, like I'll give him an example. Like, I really like, tyler because like like the the, the fact that he wears all of his own like branded clothes is the coolest shit to me yeah that's like that's the coolest shit like that's wild
2: yeah i think for me it'd also be tyler well tyler as one as someone who could just who just literally his career is the things he wants to do exactly and also another artist who does something like really similar to that is action bronson for me, yeah, Action like, bronson's the way he lives sick. his life, literally, he just really, he
0: really wants I don't to know cook. anything about Action Bronson. Dude's a cool. Oh, he's insane, man.
1: Okay. He's mad cool. So talented. A, a really good artist. Yeah. Like, really talented and like, be funny. Uh, like absolutely hilarious. I've seen him on some Vice stuff. I think mm-hmm. he, he had like, he a show on Vice. Okay. Okay. He's yeah. had multiple shows on different platforms, mm-hmm. or maybe it's all on Vice. I don't know. Um, but I've seen a lot of different videos. Have you guys seen the video with like him knowledge? Um, Tyler Alchemist. Oh, the smoking. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there's like a green screen behind. Yeah, dumb shit. Oh, the man. Those videos are great. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Action Bronson is really sick. What? How about you?
0: For me, it would have to be like ASAP, ASAP, Rocky. He's fantastic. His his vision and like what he's doing is so unique, so uniquely like his. Tyler of course and another big one is, he's not an artist uh, his name's Tim Ferriss I don't know if oh, you guys have guy yeah, right? heard of him yeah he, he runs a podcast as well and he's just like yeah he's a crazy successful like businessman he's done a lot of investing and a lot of like what he does like he puts out he puts out a lot of books too and he's most well known for a book he wrote called The 4-Hour Workweek which is all about like lifestyle design and how to build a lifestyle where you're not a slave to your work but you're still like working on things that you're really passionate about, which was like, that's that like that's the mission for me, you know, to get to a point where it's like I can, my time is free,
2: freedom you know? over your time, pretty yeah, much. Freedom over my time. Yeah, I got I got to read that book.
0: Yeah, it's 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 kind of like dense and like not that like it, it the information is good, uh, it's not a long book, but it's just, I feel like it's written kind of poorly, but it's just like if you can push through it and like
1: what's the, get the information best thing thing that i'm just to gonna on. go on spark notes yeah <laughs> that, that's,
0: that's solid too that's solid i'll start too. with
1: spark notes. you guys honestly you should always start with spark notes with a lot of those books for me to see if you're interested in like actually seeing the, the details definitely, definitely but i don't know if it's gonna have a spark notes so doubt like
0: it. i know earlier <laughs> um when we first met up we were talking a bit about um mm. you were talking about a bit about how you like to design your lifestyle what do you, how do you, how do you see that? Because you were, you told me that you're in the, in a finance program and it's really, it's actually, it's pretty funny the way you described it. We were walking, we were walking in the financial district and there, you, you know, if you're, if you live downtown, you, you always see these guys walking around looking hella dapper, head to toe and expensive ass suits going to waste their lives that they're not, <laughs> waste not to their lives. I don't know, maybe that's what they're passionate about. But some of them are passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, some of them like really I know like some dudes. crazy
1: dudes in finance that love making money. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And that's just their <laughs> passion. <And> that's <laughs> their <laughs> love, <laughs> ma- I love. That's making a great money. hobby. Just making those money, numbers get like... them off,
1: man. Those yeah. get them off more than anything. Like, yeah, it's wild.
0: Yeah, so it's like you. You're like, if I wanted to make money, I'd go be one of those guys. And you put it to one of these guys in the suits who was like walking. Like four of them were like right in front of us, like walking. And uh, but you're like, that's not what I want to do. What I want to do is build a lifestyle where i'm working on what i'm really passionate about do you want to expand on that
1: yeah i guess i'm a bit of a dick for just calling out people on on the streets but um i know that uh yeah i mean being in school is just uh more so something that i feel like i have to do so like that's something that i the way I budget my time in school is like very minimal at this point. I have to expand that for the next semester, just because it's gonna be. I have to think like, I take like eight courses, oh which is Christ. fucked. But that apparently, it's the equivalent of five courses. I don't know, man. But like, that's just how it is. It's different in Paris. It's stupid. Um. So anyway, I have to get. I have to do that. So I'm gonna have a lot more hours in class, and so I'm trying to get like. I'm trying to change up my my life design to incorporate that a little more, but I don't have to work anymore. And mo- and for the most part, when I'm living here, I work more than I go to school, but I still go to school like two or three classes, but I try to work equal or more and then do everything else on top. Um, just to like sustain life. And, um, when it comes to actually like, working on out of line stuff, it, it, it's interesting because I have to like now work over um, the internet for the most part with like the rest of the team. Whereas right now we like basically all live together. So you see everyone every day. It's so easy to get stuff done, but at the same time it makes it hard to, uh, makes it hard to stay on track when you guys want to have fun. Someone dropped us, there there's a, there's a switch at our, at our apartment right now and we, we don't own a switch, but like our boy dropped it off and, uh, <laughs> it has definitely consumed way too much time. Like, we don't play video games like that, but all of a sudden, pow. <laughs> <laughs> but, what else, but is there anything else I was missing about what I was saying about, like, life design? Yeah, it, like, is you is he saying, like, like, life design as far as, like, my immediate, or are you saying no, before? Like long-term. Like I'm immediate. sorry, I have a really bad memory, so our conversation that we had, like, the other day, like, yeah. I, I I remember when I'm reminded. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, All right, let me, let me remind you a bit more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so you're talking about how, like, even if you make, like, 40, 50K a year, but your time is free to oh, do what yeah. you want like you you feel successful
1: absolutely as long as man it's about life for me is not about money it's about fulfillment i don't necessarily believe that like i want to i don't know how i how i feel about like developing my life around like having kids and building this like empire and family as much as as much as i want to like do that on one side i'm also like looking at the side of like like really filling my life up first you know what i mean like feel like 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 like, like feeling fulfilled myself and then going for that because i because because i really don't feel like you can do both simultaneously um if you don't focus on the like you, the, you, no, I, totally, you I totally you know what i'm saying you, you, you have to focus you, on being fulfilled first and then, yeah, the, yeah. and then and then if you do the right things the rest will come yeah but yeah. It, what fulfills you you can't like you can't put like a, a number on it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't be like, oh, like I always said when I was a little kid, like I I want to make a lot of money. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire by 25. I'm 23, going on 24 this year. So like, I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> but um, but I'm I'm okay with that because I feel like I feel like if I if I wanted to actually get there, like I know the choices that I made that made me not get there, and it's like things like not going to school, like finishing and going right into like a finance job. I could I could I could be two and a half years through like working like a, like a good job and all my friends are making like 100k a year they work 100 hour weeks and they like, like it's a fucking crazy lifestyle so I, and that's the other reason like i couldn't do that but just making like enough money to live in it. and when i say like the 50 k that that's like in the next like three or four years yeah as <laughs> so when i'm 30 i'm trying to be making millions of dollars every year still yeah, yeah. but again like again the, the way i look at it 20s you got to be pushing yourself like to the absolute max so in every way you can
0: I'm reading this book right now called the Mastery it's actually it's, it's right over there it's by this author Robert Green oh I, and I know he Robert Green. he's like he's the guy from the forty Laws of power of, power, yeah. of course yeah, yeah and he's talking about he's breaking down like different like masters it's called mastery it's about mastering yourself and he's breaking down different like masters over time right whether it's like Leonardo da Vinci or I
1: can't remember Just other names right Valley part there
0: yeah probably probably and he's talking about how when you're in the first part of your life you know you're 18 to 24 you're entering the world for the first time you really shouldn't be chasing the highest paying opportunities you should be chasing the opportunities where you can learn the most
2: somewhere somehow to build your foundation and yeah, just to build your foundation and be able to grow
0: this is the time when you can you need to learn as much as possible so that you can really succeed in the way that you want to later on
1: no that's facts yeah. and you just gotta know your limits like seeing how you operate like you you get to learn about yourself and that's what actually one of the coolest things because i transferred from laurie to ryerson when i moved to toronto like i didn't had no intentions to but i just walked in the building one day because i worked right next door and uh when i when i went in i was like you know what like i'm just gonna like take some information like see what it would take for me like transfer because like my family was kind of on my ass and i had in my mind initially been like ah what who cares about what they say and then i stepped back and i was like okay no like they they've really been, ha- they always pushed me to be like a really good student, and like that was for for a lot of reasons, and like that's like one of their primary sources of pride in me. They want me to be happy, like they want me to be happy, of course. So they, they've understood they, uh, they've understood my, my decisions, but like they really look at school as such a um, such a like Im- really important opportunity that 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 you get afforded by living in like like in Canada, and even if my my grandma like she she was, like, top of her class way back, and, um, like, in the 1945, 19, no, uh, I think 1949, she graduated from high school, and she had, like, she was auditorium, top five, and five of the six classes, but what opportunity was there for her to go to university as a woman in the 1950s? There was nothing, and, like, she, like, the, the, what, the, there was no opportunity for her, so, like, she always looked at me as, like, you got, like, like you you, have have you get to, you have the opportunity you have to do it yeah. not even for her yeah. like, like, like this is something important this is like yeah. you this is a good thing in life there's a reason why gotta, we gotta have you. higher educations because it, it 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 makes you it tests you and it puts you it puts you through um just like it, it helps you through your, your development uh as a as a, a critical thinker and yeah. what is what her biggest thing is and just like i think school in, in general and then we get to like Choose which
2: area of the world we want to critically curricul- curricul- think about, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, education is actually super valuable, yeah. uh, you, but kind of what, actually, exactly what you were saying earlier, where you have to have yourself fulfilled, and you have to know yourself first. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of oh, cats out I'm there who, about. who they they don't know themselves first, so they're just jumping into education blindly, pretty much. So there is so much value in school but it's at least in my opinion it's um know yourself and if you want to go into school know what you want to do first you know because then you'll you'll spend like four years doing something you don't want to do no matter what the habit of learning just constantly yeah is a good habit to instill into yourself because we get to a point where when we're like 30 or 40 we're like we know too much what, what else do I need to learn? I have like mm. a really good foundation and I have, I built this, I have this great job or whatever. But even when you have that great job, it's, it's still great to keep learning. Yeah. You, you have you know? to for your cognitive, cognitive fitness. Exactly. Yeah. Straight up. Like,
0: I love that word cognitive fitness. <laughs>
1: real shit. Because it, it's, yeah. you're strengthening your brain when you learn stuff. Yeah. When you learn your language, when, you, well, honestly, when you take on any new skill, you're, you're, you're strengthening your brain. And, and and you're gonna be able to keep your, your brain functioning at at a high level for a long time in your life, which was what I want to do. The last thing I want to have is my brain go, like I already feel like it is. <laughs> I already feel like I'm getting old. Maybe it's the weed. Yeah. Honest. <laughs> honestly, that's why I don't know what I was saying. In my memory earlier. I I too much weed. Too much weed. <laughs> no, I don't think it's too much weed. I I've, honestly, it's just that today I didn't the last night. I didn't sleep that much, so yeah. Mm. I'm I'm tired, today. and when I'm tired, I I started to notice that like. Less than seven le- less than seven really affects me. Yeah. Less than seven we were talking high. about sleep the last time. See, I remember that. We were talking about sleep. Yeah. Last um, time you had like really good sleep, right? Yeah, I was I was feeling fantastic that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh yeah. it was a tough one last night. Just what, just, what wasn't working, I was just trying. <laughs> Sitting there trying. It didn't work. Shit. But Yeah, no school i also feel is really important because you're socializing yourself as well yeah yeah and you have to be socialized um with your peers but that's the thing is you need Mm -hmm. to find your peers it's so hard to find um like i and and i guess that was probably a component to or still is a component to like me not liking school that much i really don't
2: feel like uh, i'm with my peers you know what i mean Mm. like like (laughs) but when you say that do you mean the people that you're in school with like the people who you're surrounded with that's that's not really who you vibe with or yeah exactly like, yeah, like, I, like, I can like
1: relate to that we, we so only vibe that. on on um academic philosophy psychology and politics mm-hmm. and that and and business a little bit but we're doing in school so we' when we're outside of school we're not trying to talk about that yeah and that's about it and and we obviously
2: <laughs> and the people you actually hang out with their the people just actually hang kids. out with are just not
1: yeah. they, they don't they don't go to my school and they're not my program
2: yeah. But, yeah. Like, creators all around, pretty much.
1: Most people I've met, a lot of, like, people I know is based on volume. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like, my, uh, like, friend group is all based around people who we met through volume, which is cool. Uh, initially, like, we, it was, like, a real small circle for a bit when we first got here. So it, was very, it was mostly people, people would just come to visit us because it was like, oh, shit, like, this guy's got a place to stay in Toronto, so everyone's, like, you know, <laughs> everyone's reaching. Yeah. Haven't seen a lot of people since then. Um, but yeah, what uh, one thing I I was I also want to say about school as well, because I I feel like the most enriching part of school is going to be like teaching sc- teaching like at, at school. And I feel like that's probably the most enriching part of education, especially if like you're mm-hmm. doing like higher education, like in your field. So it's teaching something that you want to. No doubt. Do. Okay. Uh, I, that, and that's the thing with school. I I have to accept the fact that I'm going to be in school for a a lot of years of my life. Mm-hmm. I I've accepted that, and I'm actually like. I'm pumped for that. I'm excited to do something that actually like like get specific. So I feel like that'd be a so lot more. So are you
0: planning on doing like your master's and stuff?
1: Yeah, and PhD. Okay. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah, PhD. Didn't just do that. Like I was saying, someone who worked the there because we were just talking about like life plans. I was really bored waiting for people to come into the, re- the restaurant, and uh, she was kind of explaining her plan, and I was like, yeah, like I'm trying to do, when, like when I have kids, I'm trying to just, like quit working, just ha- have money coming in, mm-hmm. and then chill and do something like go back to school in some mm-hmm. capacity um because i feel like that, that, that'd that be a good compliment yeah. you know because like when you are a little baby you has got you got to be around like i i really don't believe that um it's good for kids to like have like absentee parents 100%. because they're working too much like 100 like, yeah. percent, yeah i, don't, know, I think it's, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know who that is 888? i
0: think it's i think it's really interesting that you you brought up how you want to be self-fulfilled first before you embark on the journey of like starting a family and all that stuff. Yeah, you have to be. Because mm-hmm. I think that, there's I forget who the author was, but he, it was on like, Tim Ferriss's podcast. And they were talking about how one of, the, one of the next books that this author is trying to research is how uh, different kind of mentalities are passed down from generation to generation. And mm-hmm. I feel like we all have, we all come into this world with a, like, a history, right? Our families go back hundreds of thousands of years, right? and the culture that's within each family is passed down from like, individual to individual. Because when you're a child, you're just a sponge, soaking up everything that's around you. And with that, you get a lot of like good traits, and you get a lot of bad traits. And that's with like, everyone, and that's unavoidable. And I feel like it's so fantastic that you like, see how you need to be self-fulfilled first, because I feel like if you have like, that family, you know, if you have like, people to take care of, and you haven't sorted yourself out first, you you can be passing down a lot of
2: like that self knowledge pretty yeah, much
0: you, yeah and if, if you haven't sorted out your own like demons first you could be passing those down to
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: your kids and that's not something you want to do you're gonna be learning a lot about that in psychology I'm kind of really? interested yeah, to hear so for sure hundred
2: yeah. percent I'm interested to hear because you said your mother was a teacher right yeah she's a psychology major and kind yeah. of go sick yeah. <laughs> and kind of going off on um how um what the what your parentals pass on to you i'm kind of interested to hear like what's the best thing that your mother ever taught you
1: that Um, you still keep
2: like as your core values honesty honesty
1: honesty is a big one um never did my mom ever censor herself when i asked her a question maybe that's where i don't get my filter from (laughs) um yeah like if i asked any questions she'd tell me like straight yeah. up and her friends would get pissed off at her they would they would see like or like my, my family they get pissed off they'd be like like why are you telling him that like she didn't play around like she like like the only thing she like played around with obviously like santa claus for, for a bit sure, and sure, like Easter Bunny, but as soon as like I figured it out, she was like, "Oh yeah, no, it's just me." <laughs> I was just, I was just long yeah, leaving. yeah. No, it's like it's just like this is what we do. That that's Santa Claus. He's an illusion. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler for was all the watching? listeners
0: I who are know. under who are under <laughs> eight years old. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, this is where you find out. <laughs>
2: but yeah, no transparency is transparency is a really big thing, I, I, yeah. I, and
1: from there also like openness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm because she's a very open person and she just kind of like raised me that way. I I feel like I was being um, subjected to counseling every night at dinner. (laughs) You know, like she was just analyzing me all the time. Like that, because her job is to work with kids yeah. Who we'll have a hard time in school. So she mm. so when I was having a hard time in school, it was like was overtime. Like, right. It was overtime for her. <laughs> she specialized in ju- exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what she does right now. She goes from school to school to help kids who are like having the most trouble. She's done a whole bunch of different things. But That's, that's a hard job. Yeah, it's a like, really hard job. Um the yeah, no, the the thing with my mom and I it's also like I feel like uh Besides transparency and uh, openness, she just distilled, like, gratitude. Mm. Like, we used to do this thing every night when I was a kid. We used to, like, say th- three things you're grateful for, like, every night. Like, I think she read it in, like, The Secret or something. It was when The Secret, like, first came out. <laughs> yeah. And she was, like, she's on all that really heavily. Um. And we used to do that, and, like, that just kind of, like, I still do that when I go to sleep, like, most of the time.
2: That's really good. Yeah. That's it's so, easy to think about what yeah. you don't have, yeah. you know? And I feel and
1: like it's human
0: nature to, to mm-hmm. do that too.
2: Yeah, to think about what you don't have? Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
0: you, you become like, satisfied with what you have very quickly, and mm-hmm. then you're like, all right, what's next? Yeah. let's Just be like,
2: grateful, that's huge. They're like, oh, I have this. Even writing on the streetcar, it's like, yo, we're not in a country that's in war right now. Like, Toronto, there's not like, grenades going off everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you could just sit on the streetcar calm, know? Yeah. And then we don't notice that until, we, until we're until exposed Buc, to until Bucky's like uh, until yelling. Bucky's like yelling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like yeah. real
1: shit though, because like how many times you see on CB twenty four on the news that like a bus got bombed, mm-hmm. yeah, in like Pakistan. That happens a lot. Like I say this all, all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always like in, in that part of the world that's like common. You're on There's a bus. It's just a day to day thing. That's wild, and like the opportunities that we have. Here, coming out of out of school, everyone's like, okay, you need to make like forty to like sixty k is like the is like entry salary mm-hmm. like range. If you make more than like forty thousand dollars a year, you're in the top one one percent of the world. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's wild. Like we have, we're blessed with the opportunity just to be here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm grateful to be in Canada every day. Like I, I will not tolerate any Canada disrespect. That being said, it's too cold here. And oh fuck! I the, don't yeah. understand who settled here. Like, I like what it, what this place
2: has become for the yeah, most part. Yeah. Um, but but it's like, who But like, who settled here? Yeah, which city yeah. do you want to go to that you've never been to before, and, and that you're not going to in the next few months? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santiago. Santiago. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Where's you where like the name? Santiago?
1: Chile, capital. Chile, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to go to the Andes. I want to go to South America. I want to go to Peru. I want to go to, um, I want to, to Colombia. I have a fr- oh, actually I should see my friend. I'm going to, go to Montreal next week, and I'm going to see my friend. Hopefully, he's from Colombia. Um, so I want to check out Colombia. Go to Rio. Just South America in general. I know you asked for a city, but you I'm see. just going to say South America in general. But San Diego was where I would start. That's
0: step. One. Why? Uh, why South America?
1: Why not? You're just drawn it. I have you're just a, drawn it. To it's it. the Africa and. Central America, sorry, uh, South America. Only two continents I haven't been to yet. Mm. So I I would like to go there, but I'm I'm gonna go to Africa when I'm in Europe. Yeah, because Morocco's right there. Morocco's gonna be fire. Morocco's a beautiful city. Okay, I'm gonna smoke some opium. <laughs> city, it's gonna be fire. Fire,
0: fire. Don't. Hopefully you come back sober. <laughs>
1: See what happens, man. It's like heroin, right? <laughs> Hash um, for sure.
0: One thing. One thing that I did want to get into that I think I I forgot about earlier is you were talking about how you mentioned it briefly, but you're talking about how like growing up in Kitchener, there wasn't a lot of culture. No. And you just came from so much culture.
1: Yeah, man. Waterloo, like, it was just different. It was more so like the the school makeup. It was more so within like my actual, like the group of my peers. Um, Because at school in Cuba and Thailand, it was like very diverse. And in Havana, especially, because the Havana, like we're in Havana, all the embassies are in Havana. So all the ambassadors' kids go mm-hmm. to school, and they're they're all my peers. So they're from all all over the world, and still very culturally sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 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 a, like like everyone was so different. Like everyone was like uh, they just the whole everyone was like radiating with their culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would rock Canada stuff. All like, like, it was normal for people to be rocking, like, something, um, like, nationalist. Like, I guess not, but not, like, in a bad way. Just, like, repping, like, this is where I'm repping from. You know what I mean? Like, every, everyone would do that. Especially when the world, oh, no, 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 when anything any kind of world sports event was happening, you'd see a lot. And it was crazy, like, for, like, one thing that was really wild there is also, like, how unified everyone was. Because we'd all, like, celebrate, celebrate like, a remembrance day, like, together, but, like, it was across all cultures. Like it was, it was relevant to everybody. Like mm-hmm. believe there things all over the world. Uh, and it wasn't just like World War II for Canadians, you know what I mean? Which is what you experience when you're here. Mm-hmm. So it was just like subtle things like that, which was, just, it was, it was like really different. Um, but the school was still kind of British, mm-hmm. a little bit British. The Brits run it, ran it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the,
0: the, so did you feel like you probably felt that disparity when you came back to Waterloo? Right? Like that,
1: yeah, 100%. But then the internet came along. The internet came along <laughs> and the internet solves a lot of problems, <laughs> a lot of problems, not all it problems. It connects yeah, you all yeah. around the world. Yeah. yeah. Solves
2: problems and creates problems. I want to hear um I'm just jumping straight into out-, out of line. If you have like Okay, I'm going to put you in a hypothetical situation. If you have unlimited money and resources and you can do anything without a line, what would you like you have mad connections to anybody in the world what would you do uh just invest in education i guess i think
1: i think the one thing that i think is really missing is a long-term kind of goal that it'd be cool to kind of like solve Mm. right now
2: so would you say you're saying um with throughout a line you'd want to implement some sort of education thing
1: yeah i just think the curriculum should be revised in schools Mm. to give more opportunity to the creative fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's really cool that it ends up being a DIY thing. A lot of the times, yeah. that's really sick, but I, I just feel like it has to be like, Institute has like an option, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like just like investing in like music, um, at schools, like if high school can be set up with a, uh, a studio and an engineer, like that'd be, be wild. If you could take a little engineering courses, like bar as, as like as like an elective. What, what difference is that in gym, man? Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what what what, what you're learning it's a, it's a tough skill i just feel like giving giving those uh resources available to people in toronto starting and then branching yeah, be, out across that
0: would be fantastic because it's like you look at like science right or you look at english there's like your regular english class you might have a short story class Science is chemistry biology physics all that stuff but for music it's like music it's like art, you have like one art class, maybe, if you're lucky, like, if you're lucky. And music, you know? you're just
1: playing an instrument with like everybody. Like exactly, you're basically right? just like in, in this like, That's little what orchestra. what music is today. Right? Yeah. That's
0: an aspect of it. And
1: but it wouldn't cost like, that much.
0: Yeah, and it's like, why not take the arts as seriously as the other disciplines in school?
1: And like, how, how much would it be, honestly, to like, so look at it like this, my, one of my close friends, I of not remember, Universes, met him in high school and went to the same high school and like grade 10, when he first started making beats, he's making beats in, um, like with this like group of guys who were all making beats in the one computer lab. Now, like, imagine if they're like those computers were loaded and they had a little bit of equipment and somebody who has been doing it for longer, like even like him right now being able to go into a high school and like show people like what's up with how to like use stuff. I feel like that would just be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But and that's what you're saying throughout a line. If I had that money, there's a lot of things I like to do too. Like having unlimited money, unlimited resources, like you kind of have to go with, like if it was just me making that decision of what I would do, it's going to go somewhere else. But we're saying specifically with out of line, I just want to find different ways to spread all that, all those resources and money across education. And, uh, yeah, just, I guess, I, I I guess start building the empire, but (laughs) what would you do if you, if you had had unlimited unlimited money, unlimited
2: resources, resources? (laughs) Oh, but we're filming a movie. Oh, movie <laughs> like for if I'm sh- talking about like fire. creative project, we're filming a movie from Toronto. Like everyone from Toronto, we're making a movie about this place. That's you know? fire. This place right now, with all the kids on fucking Spadina, just like walking <laughs> around in chains and shit. We gotta show the world what Toronto's doing, you know.
0: Toronto really does have an interesting yeah. scene.
2: No one really sees it. Yeah, I,
1: I feel like it's really interesting, but I really want to see what. Other scenes are yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean Like maybe Maybe it's Like is it a, An exposure thing Or are we still Just like developing Or people are still Getting used to us You know what I mean yeah. Like, yeah Cause Toronto's different It is different That's the one thing Toronto has going for For sure For sure For sure Is that it's different mm-hmm. Like There was a time Especially in music Like we were just like Oh this is a Toronto sound But now we're branching away Where like The Toronto sound's A little bit more muddied Like mm-hmm. there's different Kinds of Toronto sound If
2: that makes it's sense It's kind of like Expanding
1: yeah like yeah. there you can almost like hear the sound through like
2: different neighborhoods that the music's made yeah i find but it's being just refined and distinguished pretty much you know what i actually really find it i actually really admire that um a lot of what you do and what you value because like i asked you if you have could do anything pretty much it, it, Your your response is education pretty much passing it on to the passing on something to the future generation, what you're doing without a line, you're putting people on pretty much. You're giving people in the city a platform to showcase themselves. So again, the same idea of passing on what you, you can do to help other people come up. So um, I'm interested, was it the hip hop, was it the, was it the um, kind of open-mindedness that you had growing up that really made that a core value that you have? Or where did that come from? I couldn't tell you, ma'am. It's just something natural. It came from yeah, the, actually, it came from the I had universe. A, I had a
0: theory that I, I think I, I brought up with you when we first met as to how like being in these like culturally like dense places and then coming to Waterloo, which is like kind of culturally sparse, like really like might have pushed you to want to embrace artists and help put them on. And it was kind of, it, it was similar to Childish Gambino's story, Donald Glover. And that, like, he grew up in a very uh, religious household. You actually, you knew the exact religion, right? right?
1: What was it? Oh, Seventh Day Adventist. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't like being quoted.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't like being quoted. So <laughs> may, may or may not be Seventh Day Seventh Day Adventist, and he was super. No, super. he
1: wasn't. He was Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness. Okay, that's okay. actually the fact. I and now I'm thinking about it. It's, it's Jehovah's Witness. Okay,
0: so Don Glover. You can look that one up. up, up. <laughs> grew, up uh, he Je- <laughs> grew up a Jehovah's Witness. He didn't have exposure to, like, entertainment, I think, until he was, like, entering high school or something because his parents didn't let him, you know. There wasn't the internet. Like, it wasn't as prevalent back then, you know, when he was growing up. And then finally, when he got his hands on some form of culture, it was, like, hip-hop music. And imagine being deprived your whole life of, like, you know, any sort of, like, entertainment or culture outside of, like, your immediate family. When you get it, you're going to be like, wow, this is amazing. You're going to be, like, so enthralled by it. So I imagine it, it... it could have been a similar situation for you, where like you got exposed to all this culture when you were when you were, were growing up in other countries. You came back to Waterloo, you were like shit, <laughs> but then the internet came along and you got exposed to whatever culture you wanted to expose yourself to, and you were like, wow, this is this
1: is stunning. Which was mostly like hip hop culture.
0: Hip hop culture, yeah. So yeah. is that is that kind of where your your like drive to like your drive to create Out of Line and help artists succeed came no from? No doubt.
1: No doubt. You always have to have your thing, too. Like, everyone has their thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Kanye has good music now. He's easy, too. He's got oh, the Kardashian brand, whatever. But, like, Jay-Z has Rockefeller. Uh, you got, like, like I look up the camera on a lot. Dipset. Look at OVO, EXO, obviously, like, the new generation. But, like, early on, like, I was looking kind of Like, G-Unit was one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so heavy because... Um, yeah, my cousins just loved Fifty Cent. And like that whole like they, they like they played so much G unit and that just like as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, this is fire. And then LimeWire came along <laughs> Limewire came along. <laughs> it was over. Like I sure. downloaded a million things. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, no, it was definitely it was definitely that that influence that got me to like start something as far as like a brand that I wanna be like I wanna be like recognized as like a part of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then I mean, as time developed, I mean, I wanted to, at one point I wanted to like start running a studio in my my basement Mm -hmm. when I was like 14 and uh, I got talked out of it. (laughs) Um, But, which I ended up doing when I was 17, so it was fine. Um, But I really wanted to like push and do something in hip hop. And I I really looked up to to Dr. Dre. And I remember my my family being like, like, you're white, you can't do anything in hip hop. (laughs) Like, what do you think? Like, Like, the amount of times that and my family, like my, they, they, like, teased me for, like, like quote-unquote, like, wanting to, like, be in hip-hop, like, wanting to be black or something. Like, that. like it's, it's too many times. Like, I got <laughs> teased away from that, like, a lot. Which, when, when you're a younger kid, like, it actually it takes a toll. But it was, like, man, like, mm-hmm. I just, like, really liked the, the music. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. really related to Tupac. Tupac was, like, a, a really important... Of course really important uh role model honestly <laughs> which is kind of fucked mentor. up to say pardon
2: great mentor pretty much
1: yeah i mean i just like i looked up everything and i looked up every, every conspiracy about how he died and how he's alive too <laughs> i don't know i just like i was really into conspiracies when i was like 11. <laughs> i've watched too many things about nine eleven, like went through and listened to all the people's voicemails they like, like, left to their family, like, honey, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm about to die. Like, this, and, like, it's oh so, God. it breaks your heart. And I was like 11-year-old, wow. I don't know what I was doing to myself, but, like, it was, I, it definitely kind of, like, set me back. <laughs> no, I was, like, At 11
2: years old, you have, like, a wall with lines and everything. You're trying to solve 9-11, <laughs> yeah. like, 10 years later. Yo, because that's just, it was
1: sad, man. Like, when you see yeah. the humanity, and honestly, I, th- I think the re- reason why I looked into that, because my mom, because we were, we were flying so much when I was a kid, because we were living in mm-hmm. other places, mm-hmm. she didn't like let she made sure I did not find out that there were passenger planes. hmm And I didn't find out till I was like ten. And then as soon as I found out that there they were passenger planes from watching some Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and it was well, it wasn't a very good movie. I remember oh, that. But mean, I remember like, said, like there's passengers in it. I I never knew I never knew that that there were like commercial airlines that got jet high hijacked. I thought, oh, I thought I thought yeah, I thought yeah. it, I thought it was like like just like uh like more like a kamikaze situation. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like six when it happened, right? Yeah. And my mom yeah. was like, she like, yeah, like she told me later, and I said, yeah, I kept that from you. Like I tried like avoid you finding out. And you just like ha- didn't find out for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. obviously because yeah. I was like a little kid, like what well, little kids looking up uh, looking things up, about 9 eleven. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know the full truth, and then yeah. I started looking up and like. The, it's rest funny. Of the
0: more people try to hide things from you, the more you really want to like look it up and find out what the truth is. It's yeah. almost like the opposite. They achieve the opposite What's forbidden is tempting. Yeah, always.
1: It's yeah. an age-old tale. Mm-hmm. Where so can't like, get just over the it.
0: Switch, switch keys. What switch is keys. what is your like vision with a line? Like talk. Like we've we've talked about even just about, the next few months. Like yeah. what do well, you I, what do you have? I planned? can't
1: talk absolutely about my vision for outer line because there's six of us. Mm-hmm. So, so like,
0: give us a breakdown of how Outline works and like how, how it comes together. How so you come together with the, with all the different people who are involved in it to make it a success every couple months?
1: So there's a bunch of us, we do different things. Got me, Gavin, AKA GMinister, Kevin, Justin, Green, Universes, and uh, Universes Many Makes Beat, takes takes care of audio stuff. And um, everyone has a role like general, like general, like there's like you're, you're gonna help someone else do what they're doing, mm-hmm. but his primary thing is like producing music uh Kevin and Justin are making clothes like mm-hmm. like mad madman like they're they're crazy the the, the stuff the that they're putting the out they're, they're they're like, like they're yeah. putting it online tonight Sick. Oh God, yeah, yeah was
2: is this the first time it's been put out online?
1: No, there's been like a deep and a couple of things, but like oh. there's do you a shout out the website oh yeah, yo it's uh at, just follow out of line studios on Instagram mm mm-hmm. Yeah, even though like it's already gonna be dropped by now, but like by time it comes, by the time it comes comes out, oh, yeah. but uh, check it out still because by the time you guys listen to it, it's gonna be even more fire. Yeah. Like these guys are getting better every single day. Like they're hustling. And they're, Their logo is so tight. Like the way they they created the branding, I'm I'm mad impressed. Like you know, sometimes you like look at your friends and you're like damn, like you guys just like did some crazy shit. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm watching right now that's every day when you. I'm there. Yeah. There's like up every night like hustling. Mm-hmm. yeah so look forward to seeing some outline Studios produced garments at volume 9 Yo, on, uh, on February 11 too you know what I'm saying they're yes. gonna be for sale uh no probably just gonna fit people okay. up with it <laughs> Safe. Safe. performers and stuff um that's the plan at least uh might have a few things we'll see I actually don't know i to yeah. let them handle it uh that's
0: their that's their relevant. contribution don't
1: know. yeah the okay. Green and, and Gavin and I are working on like doing more media stuff but that's a that's a long way. Uh, that's not a long way away. We're probably gonna be dropping soon. Like,
0: so let's get into kind of like, as much as you want to share the behind the scenes of like, Out of Line, because what people see when they come to the event is just like coming from someone who's helped organize events in the past. Like, I know it's really there are so many different aspects that you don't see when you're just an attendee at the event. So it's like, what's what's what are some of the, what's some of the stuff that goes into pulling off uh, these events, and how how do the team members work together to make it happen?
1: Well, we a, have been getting way better at doing volume. Like last volume volume eight Shout out way. Cool. Shout for, out
2: way. Cool. Ooh, uh,
1: shout out way. Cool. Shout out Winnie studios and shout out all the photographers. I'm not naming all everyone right now. Cause like it's hard, there's <laughs> a lot you know, after, after that's the seventh volume with like six photographers. I can't list everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just always remember. Um, I could if I thought about it, but anyway, we've been getting better at it. Like this is the first one that I feel like we actually, like we were actually really proud of ourselves for. Um, but pretty much just like go through, we keep, we all, we're we always looking into what's happening around us. We're constantly being introduced to people just by other artists playing someone's music or you just see on your feet. Like another artist gets a sick photo by a photographer, you check their feed, you're like, oh, this is sick. Follow up, like that's literally like how a lot of people how how we find a lot of people, and then we just like send the
2: natural network from person. Oh, this person is associated to this person. Pretty yeah.
1: much. Yeah. Yeah, and was and, and we just we just look at some of the things and like anything that we think is like cool, we just like, we just reach out to the people. Um, the music side, like, again, just like listening to SoundCloud, like, heavy going on Instagram and find just like anyone who has like SoundCloud links, going through people's, followings to see any like gaps that you miss, because like the city is so big, there's so much talent and the main point of volume is to give artists a platform that they don't have the access to and there's a lot of artists that do have access to like to certain platforms and um there's aren't enough platforms so we're trying to find music that we really really believe in and like artists we really believe in and give them yeah give the opportunity to have like the show is like it's kind of like a solo show most of the shows in toronto you get like really long bills and um People are there just to see their friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when their friend's not on stage, they're talking, they're not paying attention. No like, it's man. very oh, rare. Yeah,
0: just, just this last weekend, I was at an event. Like, you described the previous, That's what it was.
1: That's what they all are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started doing volume because we were talking with the uh, the gallery, Only One Gallery. Shout out to Only One Gallery. Shout out. And um,
0: so, what exactly is Only One Gallery? It's a
1: gallery. <laughs> it's what?
0: It's a gallery. It's just a gallery? It's a gallery.
1: People. It, it, it's run by the homie, Kais. Okay. You can find all, all this information on onlyonegallery.com, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a fire space. Like, uh, do a lot of different things with different companies, a lot of corporate events. But our event is different. Like, it's one of the um, most events like volume, like, charge something. And, like, our thing was, like, we need to make this as accessible as possible. So we're going to make it free. And we're lucky that we got to work with the gallery on that to, um to just like co- collaborate and um and putting together something that everyone will will, will recognize you know mm-hmm. like the space is, is 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 so like it's just so it's, it's such a beautiful space it's big like you, you always want to go to a warehouse party mm-hmm. but where it's like, it's like a pretty warehouse you know yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 like it's a really nice like, it's a really beautiful okay, blank though. slate for us to use high ceilings for whatever yeah. we want to do which yeah, is like a really tunes, fun
0: there's the stairs
1: it's yeah the best. but the only, only one gallery is uh is like kais's endeavor like he, he used to run out of his apartment oh wow yeah like he's, he's been hustling doing his art thing I, he's been a, a really um important mentor to out of line like that's mm-hmm. and like we, we just met by chance so shout out to only one gallery but what is the only one gallery? There's just a gallery. It does things. Does works with different artists to do different installations. Puts on shows, um, and then also like uh, rents out for event.
0: Okay, so you're one of the people that they rent out. To. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Cool. And uh, where it's it's crazy company too. When you go on the, on the website, the first thing you see is because Virgil did a show there, like 2017 Really? May. Yeah. Wow. Um, a lot of people part next door. They don't show uh, Drake's. Um, views, cover shots, like, that. The, the, the album artwork yeah. was shot in, in there. No, yeah, no. real shit, yeah. That was through a different, there's a couple uh, businesses that operate out of that space. Yeah. Because during the day, it's not the most relevant for Only One Gallery, but it's useful for, like, photography. Yeah. It's funny, um, one of the guys, Kevin, his sister, is a, a model, and she was there getting photos taken of her, and he was there on, like, out-of-line business, and, they, and they, didn't, they didn't know that they're going to be in the same place at the same time oh, shit. and it's happened to run in, into each other so like there's a lot of things happening it's really it, it's, yeah it's a well used space like they okay. do like weddings and stuff too wow. okay. yeah yeah so um so yeah that, that's the only one gallery has to answer your question um okay. but before that we, 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 we were talking about I volume and like, like and what well, we're talking about mostly like the guys yeah. in out of line so and yeah and then you're saying like we get like behind the scenes so we find the artist once we find the artist i mean he's like start putting together so like, how, how can we brand this show around the artist aesthetic and um i just feel like we've been getting better and better with that there are some things that like the way I look at it, there's some things that we need to continue doing and some things that we need to pause doing and some things we need to start doing. I say pause because there's some things that are really good ideas that you can't pull off yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you just got to hold that in the back and get good at other things and then bring that in later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and and so, like, there's not really much behind the scenes. We, we run the event pretty smoothly at this point. Um, I, I, we've had so many setbacks in the past, like, so many uh, shows. I think the first show that was, like, a, that, that, that got us into like a B, so to speak, was volume volume five, because like there wasn't like like we, we had things we had some things go wrong at other shows, and mm-hmm. like that was like
2: how was the first volume like trash? What 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 was all the things that went wrong? Obviously, like, the it was first trash. Is the first is the first
1: thing? Oh, yeah. no, dude, it was a great night. Yeah, like um, it was a really like it was a very intimate friend and family experience. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a, like ninety people there, maybe maybe a wow. hundred. So not that many compared yeah. to the last one. And um, space was really empty. We only used the front room. And it was really cool. Like we had an incredible artist do the visual installation. Her name's Trudy. Um, she had her her art being projected onto the big wall. And that was the only light that we had. So it was like super dark, which we learned was a, a bad thing because we didn't get any good footage. because yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't have a uh, Sony a7 yet that's that camera's so good in low light but we had some shitty camera there's like did not pick you can see anything like it, it, the actual event you could see but yeah it was whack nonetheless uh yeah it was it was pretty chill we didn't have a film photo wall it was it was a fun experience because it was like oh like
2: that was we we time. could
1: feel that it was the start of something sick mm. but we were kicking our, our asses like the next day so like as soon as we got home that night we were like yeah that, that wasn't that good and we like went back to the drawing board volume two was better, volume three was better, volume four was better, and then we've been getting better better at certain things. And now I feel like this past year, like the past couple of volumes, we've gotten better at everything. And I think, I think the most recent one was like the the, the most well-produced, um, but that was a rare, like we, we had set up for that one for a long time, actually. Like I had talked to Kyle on the phone for Outline Magazine in January. So like this time last year, and we're, like, yeah, like, Way cool's
2: for sure doing a volume
1: this year. Like, just Wake Cool.
2: Dude, I want to say I've only been to since six, six, yeah. seven, eight. That's still a lot. All of them were incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Like, it, well, you, you say, you say like, oh, eight was probably our best one. Bro, all of them were incredible. Thank you. Like.
0: I feel like as an organizer, you can see everything that goes wrong. Exactly. But as an attendee, especially for the ones that I've been to, they've all been... From the outside, it looks like they're all executed like phenomenally.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear. Like, it's nice to hear that. Yeah. Thank you, because.
2: Like, yeah, like something about the, uh, I guess the atmosphere, or something about the atmosphere. and a Out really of line. Really good crowd. That's what yeah, it is. yeah. Our
1: community is the most important thing in volume, mm. yeah. by far. Mm, yeah. Definitely amazing people. One of the best events in Toronto. I'm not even lying. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah.
2: that's like the only reason why I go out.
1: <laughs> that and that's the reason why that was. Besides the problem solutions uh side of it, when it comes to like a platform we were also looking at like our own like, it's kind of weird because we we wanted to make an event that we would actually want to go to yeah and that we would always want to go to mm-hmm. and um it's just funny you do that to yourself and then you can't go <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: cuz yeah, you're yeah. too busy like running, running.
0: running. Yeah, it yeah.
1: work, like at, at some point uh i look forward to directing
2: uh-huh. volume yeah. so you could just show up and chill yeah
1: yeah like somebody somebody will do the, the nitty gritty, like putting the stage together and doing all the wires and all that. Like I'm at some point, hopefully we we'll be able to like, um, take a step back because it also gets in the way of our uh, like opportunity to actually network while we're there. Cause when you're there, I just feel like you just get, if you're in a line, you just get pulled from every single side and people are trying to ask you questions. And like your friends are like, Oh, like this person was asking like what this is and like, what is it about? And it's like, yo, I have a million things to do right now. I'm not trying to explain what, we do or what this is like just enjoy expensive. yourself yeah. have a good time like this is where the bathroom is there's drinks <laughs> over there if you need me like let me know um so that being able to take a step back and actually be able to like connect with people mm-hmm. that's like that's what i want to look forward to that's volume. on the list yeah absolutely that's on the list of but i appreciate you guys you, you guys it's kind of kind of words man it, it makes me more excited to do the next volume not that i'm not excited I'm, I'm actually one of the most uh, i'm we I mean, always, always get excited for volume but I feel like because we're like, oh, like four and a half weeks out we'll be um, I, I feel pretty solidified in, what we're, in, what, in like what we're doing and I feel like just the the cast that we have right now is going to work really well together
2: yeah like everyone's co- uh, the artists that you have pl- lined up for it they're pretty much cohesive and it yeah, kind of very works cohesive. really well together yeah if you could like theme it like with one word what would the theme be? good shit
1: uh, punk I guess Punk It's pretty punk Like that There's a There's a group Makes like punk music And Guys who are rapping Kind of like Punk influenced rap mm-hmm. So That's interesting That's interesting There's gonna be a lot of screaming on the mic Is what I'm saying I like that <laughs> yeah. If
0: you're into screaming Come on If you're not I, screaming I, I think Maybe you'll be in screaming
1: We'll see what the mosh pit I'm trying to set the stage up properly That we can Take a bigger mosh pit Than last time mm-hmm. Cause like that mosh pit That was mosh pit was wild. But, Yo you Daniel
2: fucking kills me on the mosh pit bro i don't know if you saw the mosh pit i I was in it yeah my
1: my camera got fucked up it fell out of my pocket out of
2: these and
1: uh got smashed to shit batteries fell out it was awful the the lens is fine so who cares but as long as it works yeah yeah yeah, that's why it's
0: a tool it's a tool your camera's a tool you gotta be willing to take it into those environments
1: absolutely especially when like it's way cool and I, I joined for the Sonic Mosh because I, I knew I was going to. I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was going to, like, get in there.
0: So talk about a little bit about how you build relationships with the artists and how- Volume. Okay. <laughs> just volume. Mostly
1: volume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, The strongest relationships have all come through volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just You, you get to see the, 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 the rehearsals. We've done, like, a lot of interviews with people before um before they put they have the show so we get to like meet them before talk and then um after the show everyone's always like super happy like like for the most part we've had a lot of really good responses from people involved and then from there um i don't know it's it's just like i i think it's just because the relationship's Uh, a lot of the time like not with everybody but like like a lot of the relationships when we we do build a relationship with somebody it's it's pretty pure because like we're coming to them off of like respect for what they do and a lot of times people uh in this like in in the creative arts uh don't get enough of that like especially like in real life Mm -hmm. and like i i I, it's funny a lot of times when i meet somebody who is contributing to volume in some capacity like i be, like, telling them, like, how, how much I love, like, certain things, like, like, what songs I'm listening to, what, like, like, I'll point out the photos out, like, all, all, all that stuff, you know, so it's, like, uh, and, and it's, it's all, like, my own genuine emotions because I'm, I'm so excited to, to be able to see the, the, talk to the person who did, like, who, who made that song, who took that photo, who, who made those visuals being projected, like, and, like, be able to ask questions, and, and then they can, like, interact, and so I feel like a lot of us are like that, There's not all of us, like, and so, I feel like that. Uh, I feel like that just like builds good relationships. And again, people also like the opportunity, like and it's and, and like it's, it's like a fun show for everyone to bring like their friends to. So, it is overall like a lot of times I feel like people have a good experience, and so that's just, like we all we all just start relationships on a good note, and then from there it's like it's really just based on mutual interests and like, like we're gonna be closer with people who have like the same interests as us and like the same humor as us and all that kind of stuff like. Like that's like way cool. For example, like we we can all talk about like like listening to the same thing and be like then have a conversation about, about, about the same album that just came out and like make jokes about the same stuff and those guys are hilarious. Those guys kill me. They they they'd be good on a podcast. Yeah. they need to have their that's own podcast. Really, I, right? I I would honest yeah, I would yeah. honestly just go I, if they yeah. want to do it once a week. I would reach to Brampton with all my equipment and just record fun. them.
0: Yeah, do it do it. Yeah, in, you in July, time. in July. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when, you, when you're when you back. When I'm back. Yeah. Important. yeah.
0: So talk, we haven't even talked about parents. What's what's going on with that?
1: I'm just going to school. It's blessed. It's like, like I'm, uh, going to school on exchange from Ryerson. It's blessed because you pay Ryerson tuition to go to a way better school. And I kind of fuck with that. I, I have always like had in my mind that I'm a really good student. So, being that I haven't focused on school that much, some of my marks, eh, not, not, (laughs) not up to uh, anyone's standards, my family, myself. Like, I've lied about a couple of marks. I hope my family doesn't listen to this. They probably won't. Um, And I, uh, I want to go and see what like a harder, better school is. Cause like Ryerson's a good school for business, but it's not a great school for business. You want to be challenged. Like I never had like, my options when I was coming out of high school was Laurie, 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 because I was staying home to do school. And one one option was to do, like, a double degree at Laurier Waterloo in, like, math or computer science, but that was going to be a lot of work. And when you're trying to do something on the side, not having it. You know, like, all my friends who did that, that's all they did. Um, So I never really even thought about going to, like, U of T or McGill, like, the more, like, established institutions. And given that I do want to pursue school, like, um, like after my, my, my bachelor, like, I want to be able to go to, like, good schools. So I wanted to see what a, a good school was like. So that's why I chose Paris specifically. Um, I want to go to London first. I want to go to London because I like the London culture. And I wanted to like check that out. But the school that was there was just like, like it wasn't worth it. Like it was, it, was a, um, it wasn't a, it was as good of an education as Ryerson. So it didn't make sense. But other school, it was like a better education because like, it is a bit of a sacrifice. Like I have to like, pay more money, I have paid double the rent that I pay here now. Mind you, like, we um, we pay pretty cheap rent to be living down in Toronto, similar setup to you guys. You know, it definitely makes it a lot easier when you're willing to share space with people. Definitely, definitely, Um, But like paying double for that and not being able to work, like that's like a pain, but I just feel like it was something that I really wanted to do and like to have the opportunity, it, it's, it's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing for me right now. Like this is the last year, I'm in my last year of school, it was available to me. It's a way to go out and like kind of go out, um, Get having a lot of fun. Boundaries. Like, like I want to have, a, I want to go and have like a lot of fun. I want school to teach me something uh, outside the classroom, and it really hasn't so far. And I feel like just like that experience is going to be like a really like outside the classroom. It's going to be a real, real experience on like my life. Like, it's not just going to be, it's not just going to kind of feel like school. So that'll be fine. Paris is sick. Got a fashion week going on right now. Seen all the snaps, I'm like, damn, that's wild. I I don't know why I thought it was in February at some point, but it doesn't matter, I'm going there in March. So yeah, I mean Paris is Paris is one of the cities I've always kind of wanted to go to. Why wouldn't you want to go to Paris? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's just like a it's such a landmark globally. It's fine. I also just like wanna have it's nice to have like a base in Europe to travel the rest of Europe. Like I wanna check out Berlin. I'm gonna to go to London a lot. Uh, I'm going to go to Madrid.
2: Have you been to London before? No. So this is going to be... My first first time at
1: every city except for Malaga.
0: So what's your plan to go to London while you're in Paris and all
1: that? I'm just going to check things out, talk to people. Yeah. I want to learn about what they have going on over there. I feel like I've been pretty... uh, I've been observing what Toronto is and... Art, music, all that stuff, and like the, especially like the, like, like the younger DIY generation of it. And I'm interested to see what they do there. See what I can learn. Maybe they do things way better. Maybe they have like the the platforms that they have there could be a lot more effective than the ones we have here. And there's ways that we can pull that back. So I really, I really want to go there on like a learning mission.
2: So again, just like the idea of going out and opening your your mind to what else is there.
1: Yeah, and seeing how things run. Because I, I think that there's like going to be a good, um, especially London, just because I feel I really feel like Toronto and
2: London, London they're well, like Well, I, like, I really
1: feel like they they yeah. are hundred um, percent. And with that being said, I feel like the music from Toronto could really break out there first before yeah. it broke into the U.S. And I feel like that that that's that's just like a cool option as well. Because right now, if you especially like in music, I feel like if you want to make it, you got to go to the U.S. And it'd be just it'd be sick if Toronto artists went to UK. Like the one guy who did that was Trey Mission, first guy. He's out he's out he's out there like making music, dropping. He was he was here for a while, but I don't, I don't know if he's if he's back now where he is. But he was living in London for a long time, and he's working with like really established grime artists, and, uh, and he's Canadian. And it's which I, I I think that's so fire. I feel like, and he's done well for himself there, and I I feel like there's a lot of artists who could go there and like have their music be well received, but. Like and Wake Wake is an example of that. Yeah, Cool
2: like, would do really good in London. Have, are they going? To I drive? just feel I
1: don't know. Yeah. Hopefully,
2: You know, it sounds like you. Um, there's like a prospect to make that bridge from Toronto yeah, to uh, like to have out a line make that bridge between Toronto yeah. and just different cities in the world. Hundred percent. We gotta go international, man. This place is. Well, the thing is, it's not just about
1: because you know, get, getting to the states is a different thing. I do not want to go to the states. I don't like America that much. <laughs> like to be completely honest, um, I had a dream of like living in L.A. Like you said earlier, you would like want to live L.A. half the year and like here half the year. I don't know if I could do it. I just like I want to. I I I I, I want to see Europe more. To be to be completely like like, like I, I I heard this thing once from uh, a family friend who's lived all over the world, and it's something that like he disclosed was uh something that he, like it's just like a a saying but the saying goes if you want to make money it's live in america if you want to enjoy your life live in europe
2: 100 okay, okay and
1: i and i kind of get that idea like i feel like it's a real rat race over here Definitely. and uh and there it's different and there's a lot of places in the world that, that are like that um but i just feel like our culture isn't uh
0: there's a really interesting article I read recently. And it's, it was about, like, the title was something to do with, like, millennial burnout. And you, you probably see a lot of articles like that these I've days. I've seen it. But um, do, you, do you know the article I'm, I'm referencing? No,
1: no, not the article per se. But, like, yeah, in general, I, you know what I'm Millennial talking about. burnout, yeah.
0: Yeah. So and it was talking a lot about how the way that we're raised nowadays in North America, it's your ultimate, like, value is productivity. And you're kind of raised to be a product a product that serves whatever like business or industry you're entering into and you only feel successful when you're like the best product possible so you feel like you're supposed to be working all the time and when you're not working you feel like almost a sense of guilt you know this is what the article described and I think that's that's kind of what you're getting at when you talk about like if you want to enjoy your life live in Europe if you want to make money live in America it's dollars
1: bro here it's dollars you want to get money
0: yeah, it's, like, what is the culture of value? Like,
1: talking about productivity, like, how much, like, what are you, what are you doing with your time that's gonna, like, put money in your bank account? And uh, and it's just funny because we also live in a society where, like, school is not as accessible as Europe where like, a lot of, like, they go to school for free in France. If you're French, you go to school for free. I had an Uber driver that went to the school that, I, that I'm going to. Oh, God and there. he was like, yeah, it's free. And I was like, damn, that's wild. Like, so then those those kids aren't starting off with a whole sack of debt per se, same way with anyone here who takes like OSAP or anything that that the government hands out. And then here, and they're in this society, they're not set up in a way that that they're chasing money as heavily. I'm sure people, of course people are, but it's a lot different here. And like, we're like, like almost set up for failure. Like, like here, like jump in this hole and now you gotta climb out. And like the the goal is to get up that mountain, whereas like other people are just like they get to just start going right
2: up the mountain from ground level. That's, like that makes so much more sense. I really like that uh comparison between North America and Europe, because we all grow up in North America pretty much. So um, what we what our surroundings have been was that core I guess capitalist kind of mentality to to work to make money to that to be successful in this life. You gotta like. You gotta have your job and everything, but um, visiting because I I've been to Europe a couple of times, and you could really feel the difference in the in just the atmosphere, how how people spend their days. People we in Europe you just walk slow. You you enjoy the nature, you enjoy the city, you enjoy like the architecture and what the the city has to do. It's not you're not necessarily caught up in oh I need to make this meeting. You're like you're just enjoying what you have because it's 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 life you it's know. So you
1: have you're grateful for it
2: exactly you know like I
1: don't know I, this is all subjective for me because I haven't lived in Europe mm-hmm. but everyone I know who said that I live in Europe describes it in the same way so I'm gonna guess my experience is gonna be somewhat similar, similar. <laughs> and I I just wanna see what that's all about that's gonna be interesting and I feel like again I talk about like design your life right Um the thing you're talking about earlier like where like how how do you want to spend like your life looking at like your, your time where where do you want to spend that time is like a, it's a component to that right and it's not for me like even though the most money is in the u.s it's not there i I'm, I'm curious to see how much of a market can be tapped into in europe like is it sustainable enough for me and in my goals and like and like how I want to grow my business and, like, myself as an individual, you know? I I, I just think that's interesting. I think
0: that's, like, I think that's changing a lot as the world, like, progresses because now it's, like, you don't need a really wide net. You need a deep net. You know, when we were talking about this last time where it's, like, you can have, like, 100,000 fans or you can have, like, 10,000 fans that really, 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 like, fuck with your shit, you know? And, like, like, who's that artist that you were talking about? That was. Uh, you said uh, he he sold um.
1: Oh Nipsey Hustle. Yeah sure,
2: sure. Yeah
1: um. Nipsey Hussle. Which is funny because the Nipsey Hustle Toronto or no he's L A. The L A. Yeah.
2: Oh okay, I remember this.
1: He um, it's funny because the Design Your Life thing I heard for the first time from the guy who had the idea, with Nipsey to do wow. that that project, where I think I don't know if they sold it for like a thousand for a hundred or a hundred for a thousand, but. It was a very low quantity you could only get like the actual copy of the project like, they didn't put it out online and made like a hundred thousand dollars just off that because there was there, so he, were, there were enough people only
0: released the album on like cds
1: yeah uh, and so,
0: the only way you could get it was if you bought the cd
1: well yeah but it was expensive it, was, it wasn't available I, mean, I remember it sold out i think on the first day i remember jay-z bought or like Rockefeller bought Ten or ten percent, I think is what it was. But you can look into the story, like it's—it was very interesting. The guy, his name is Mizzle. Um, He—he's worked. Out, he's like YG's creative director, and he did a talk at Free this past summer. It's funny. The first day, I was like, a, I, I, I was like working out of Free, and like Free Space, you guys know, yeah. um, And he just happened to have a talk, and then I, like I looked up his name. I didn't know who he was. And I, and I realized I'm like, damn! Like I, I, have been like, I've been rocking with like the branding for 400 And everything why he has been doing forever. he has been like one of, my, one of my favorite artists for the past like five years. Um, so to be able to sit in that, sit and watch him talk, just listen to him, crazy. And I didn't know he did the Nipsey thing. He was just like dropping so many times about different the things he he had worked on that I never knew. I was like, that's like, it's really interesting how he's designed his life. And like he talked a lot about his, his priorities and his, one of his biggest priorities is being a father, which I fuck with heavy. That's like the cool shit, that's why I was saying like, kids go to school, those go together. Cause like working, like working to run a business and like taking care of kids, I just don't think this is a good idea. But yeah, um, that's what we were talking about like the, the, the design your life thing. Looking at like how I want to design my life, I don't know if I want to like spend my life in North America
2: all the time definitely gonna come back to canada enough to like hopefully after that paris experience there's something that you of of course it'd be amazing that you learn something that you didn't learn that's always the i guess goal whenever you go somewhere else because like i i feel like travel you learn you get really smart when you travel like not just like just your mind opens up a lot more it's challenging yeah right yeah
0: I also feel like when you travel, time like slows down. Have you guys experienced that? Like time just feels like it's moving yeah. slower. Yeah. So it's like I feel like. I get that. You're experiencing so much. Like it's such a sensory overload. Like just so much is happening.
1: Initially. Yeah. Initially. If you're there, like by by the second week for me, I'm usually feeling pretty like normal. Where's the last place that you were at? You went. The last to?
0: place that I went to. Traveled. Was Vancouver actually? Vancouver. And
1: Seattle. Or, uh, how long were you there for?
0: Just uh, about a week and a half. So I That's went still to Seattle of for a couple of days, and then I was in Vancouver for the rest of the time. It was really—Vancouver's beautiful. Absolutely stunning. The mountains— Ocean, mountains. Yeah. Like, like
1: lucky people, man.
0: For real. It's, it's beautiful. The air there just feels like— It's just gray. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's it's a different—it feels slower, too. Like, everyone's a bit more relaxed than they are over here. Uh, mm-hmm. In, like, really? Toronto and Ontario. Ontario. It's, it's the, the West Coast, Coast yeah. you know? It's.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's just nice. a...
0: people are super super friendly too it's, it's a great I, I if you like live in Canada and you want to explore a different part of the country I can't recommend Vancouver enough Seattle's really cool too Seattle has a really strong like culture as well because like a lot of like the punk scene actually sorry not the punk scene the grunge scene yeah, also, came up in isn't Seattle there's a
1: Nirvana from, from out there yeah yeah I'm pretty and sure it's there.
0: like, there's so much like culture there and people say like Anthony Bourdain uh, Seattle was one of his favorite places in the US because it had, because yeah, fantastic creator
1: yeah I, I would check it out if flights weren't so expensive, <laughs> yeah. can you believe that it costs us like eight hundred dollars sometimes like if it were it costs about the same amount of money to go to Europe than it does to go to On the other side of Vancouver. the continent like but yeah. that, that, but we should be subsidized like if you're <laughs> no straight up like, yeah, like, yeah. like like it should it should be cheaper for us to to, to explore our own like the, the the country where we live like this yeah, makes yeah. sense. I don't know.
0: That's why the train system in Europe is, like, so beautiful. We
1: also have a massive country, like, for no good reason, too. It's just, yeah. like, there's so much land. that just, like it's the
0: second yeah. biggest country in the world. is Canada.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's facts.
0: Just after Russia.
1: Yeah, which is... Russia's ridiculous. That's just Can you just imagine, like, a lot, a lot of that land is just nothingness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It actually like is, a, though. <laughs> it's just, like, one moose in the whole, like...
1: And the amount of fucked up things that happen out there, man. Don't even want to get into, like, how the... Oh, man
0: sorry
2: guys <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, definitely want to go to Russia one time just to see how moms. it is it's always nice to go to sorry, different <laughs> sorry mama. it's always nice to go to like different regions that where people live a completely different life than how you live you know? definitely
0: yeah I really What's, go there. what was when you were a child what was going back to Turkey
2: like what was going back to okay so the first the first time I ever went back to Turkey I don't really remember I'm gonna be honest but like the time when I went to Turkey and I actually remembered it it's like, I don't even know how to explain it because it's like, in Toronto, everything just seems fast and slow at the same time. But in Turkey, there's always something to do, but there's nothing to do, which is a we. I don't know if that makes sense. So it'd be like, you wake up, because it was during the summer, so I didn't really have anything that day. So it'd like wake up early in the morning, like six in the morning, just to drink tea and watch the sunrise. And then after go, go to the beach at like 11 and chill and then go to the market. And if you wanted to work a job, you could go fishing, sell that shit in the market. You could work at whatever, just like little shops, you know, and it's, and it's nothing serious. Like, oh, I want to build this empire. It's just like, yeah, this is my shop. I'm just selling cheese right now. You know, I'm selling cheese and chilling at the beach on my off time. Like it's, that's fire. Yeah. It's, it's like. How how old were you when you went? I when I remembered it, I was in grade eleven. Okay, that's good. It's a great time to yeah. get somewhere. So yeah, it's it's just like seeing the world. How oh we don't always have to keep thinking about what our future plans going to be. We're we're just in Turkey when I was there. It was just oh I'm just enjoying the day, you know. It's.
0: I think that's a great place to end. I know you have to leave at six o'clock
1: thank you guys for having me on this Yo, is cool i'm not used to being the person in the interviewee chair 100%. I mean, I've, I've, done, I've done a bunch of interviews and stuff and it's just like it's it's so much um so much more comfortable to be there so it's really cool you put on the spot here uh, and i think what you guys are
2: doing is like just keep just keep it up oh man uh, respect honestly you have so much fun. knowledge because like you've everything don't that you've me done I'm an, I'm an idiot okay i'm not smart of knowledge and thank you so much for sharing thank just, you so, parts of it you know
1: pockets i have pockets if you listen to me talk for a long time it's just like little pockets mm. they, they're, you're gonna have to ignore it like this, this is at the end of the podcast but like anyone who's listening just like ignore like some of the stuff i say but like find what you think means something important to you you know that's how that, that's that's how i listen yeah it's always mm. taking my, i always take my own message from everything yeah, that's how it is um yeah it's also really it's a really cool exercise for people to come on because like especially the way you guys are we're, we're talking is like I have to reflect so much in this mm-hmm. conversation, and I I don't necessarily put myself through that much reflection about all those things at the same time. Like the questions you ask me about about me, are gonna be way different than the questions I ask me about me. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and especially because like we we've only we've only met recently. Like like, like you the, there's there's no biases. Like mm-hmm. you, guys, you guys don't know, um, you, you guys just don't know me that well. And it's just like yeah. so cool to have that back and forth. This is it's a fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's end it.